from legendary locals we all know to people you should get to know. Follow Ipswich Today on your favourite app and never miss an episode or go to ipswichtoday.com.au. Coming up, highlights from November's Ipswich City Council meeting, including the CEO's performance appraisal panel, a safe city advisory group re-established, council remains committed to a joint approach with neighbouring councils on managing waste, and will random drug and alcohol tests be introduced for councillors next year? It's Saturday, December 5, 2020, and I'm Alan Roebuck. Welcome to Ipswich Today, which acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which it is produced and pays respects to elders past, present and emerging. This podcast is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. Ipswich City Council meetings are now substantial affairs with packed agendas in addition to the usual round of reports from committees. The meeting on November 26 came in at around three hours. A surprise notice of motion tabled just prior to the end of the meeting came from Councillor Paul Tully. It proposes Council introduce random drug and alcohol testing for all councillors next year. Councillor Paul Tully. Uh, For consideration at the meeting on the 10th of December 2020, that in the interests of transparency and accountability and to provide a safe, healthy and productive workplace that is focused on eliminating risks associated with the adverse effects of alcohol and other drugs in the workplace, Council implement regular and random drug and alcohol testing for all councillors with effect from 1 February 2021. Tabling of a surprise motion without notice is not that unusual for Councillor Tully. His most notable in recent years include the calling for the sacking of a senior council manager and for live streaming of council meetings, which up until then he was strongly opposed to. These were tabled in the dying days of the previous council before all councillors were sacked by the state government. A formal performance appraisal panel is now in place for Ipswich City Council CEO David Farmer. Mayor Theresa Harding. We now move on to item 15.9, which is the advisory panel for the CEO's um, annual performance appraisal. Uh, I note that there's a recommendation there, and I'd like to move that Council resolve that uh, Councillor Doyle and Councillor Fechner be appointed to assist the Mayor, who will chair the advisory panel for the CEO's annual performance appraisal. Do I have a seconder? For that, Councillor Fechner, thank you very much. Any discussion on this? No, thank you. I'll put that to the vote. Those in favour, please raise your hand. I see that's unanimous. There was concern from at least one councillor last month that the Mayor alone should not select panel members and that councillors should decide who should join the Mayor to review the performance of the Council CEO. Coincidentally, the councillor that raised the issue last month was Andrew Fechner, He is now one of three on the review panel. Waste and waste management in Ipswich remains a hot topic. Council considered whether or not to continue with an alliance with neighbouring councils originally committed to when council was under administration. In essence, this is about councils joining forces to get the best deal for future waste management and recycling contracts. Mayor Harding. And before we go on to the recommendations, I'd just like to make an opening comment that there's two sides to the waste coin. Um, we've been aggressively working on one side as a council. I think we've been, we have a strategy, we're ensuring that we have a strategy in place to lift waste and re- the resource recovery industry performance in our city. 
The other side is that we must responsibly dispose of our residents' household waste, as well as the construction and commercial waste we generate as council. And this requires waste infrastructure. Now, Ipswich households produce around 60,000 tonnes of municipal solid waste each year. Uh, we now know that we don't have the infrastructure planned or funded to meet the current growth or the long-term need. And that includes our waste infrastructure. And we have a responsibility to our current and future residents to provide reliable waste services. We also have a responsibility to move with the times and minimise waste to landfill and maximise the recycling so we can improve environmental, social and economic outcomes. We also need to leverage our unique position and partner with other councils in this, in this group here to strengthen buying power and demand better outcomes for the, from the private sector. Council's Head of Infrastructure and Environment, Charlie Dill, detailed how participating with other councils fits in with Council's own waste services. By participating in this, it allows uh, Council to have solutions of its own uh, in managing uh, the local government area's uh, waste. That enables us to create the potential for higher levels of value in terms of commercial rates, the disposal of waste, and also higher environmental values. Uh, and sustainability values as well because some of the solutions offered uh, in aggregate um, make it more feasible for, for higher technology or greater technology uh, and better solutions. Mr Dill went on to advise councillors that he believed there was no downside to continue with Alliance plans. I don't believe from a practical sense there is any disadvantage uh, that I can uh, identify or my officers can identify in proceeding with this process. During Ipswich City Council's period under administration, a number of advisory committees were abolished, being deemed not necessary by the administrator. Similarly, a raft of policies and procedures were repealed, some were replaced with updated versions, others consigned to history, and new policies introduced. At November's meeting of Ipswich City Council, Council has endorsed a report to establish a new Safe City Advisory Group. This replaces a previous Safe City Steering Committee abolished under administration. The previous steering committee served the city well, keeping the lines of communication open between Council, Queensland Police Service and other key stakeholders, especially in the CBD. Councillors also fixed another problem created by the administrator, a lack of office support staff. When new councillors were elected in March, they were starved of administrative support by Council, caught by a policy adopted under administration. A policy that was doomed to fail, owing to the lack of running the common sense rule over it. Councillors now have adequate admin support under these latest changes. Footpath Dining is back on the agenda, with Councillor Nicole Jonick calling for more support of Footpath Dining. It's basically just um, an emotion of encouragement, really, um, for footpath dining um, in our city. So I understand and acknowledge that we did pass um, discount provisions of 25%, um, but I feel that this is necessary um, to continue and expand operations within the CBD redevelopment and also for social distancing purposes. <coughs> I would like to just make an amendment by adding two words to A. Council consider waiving its scheduled footpath dining licence fees for the 2020 to 21 financial year for and then add all current mm -hmm. Thank you. new and additional footpath. 
Deputy Mayor Marnie Doyle. Discussion will be had once we receive the report and get those final numbers. Um, I don't think there are a significant number of businesses um, and it's probably not a significant cost to council. Um, and I do note we've become aware of other councils, um, for instance Noosa, who have implemented this um, in response to their, their, their COVID response for small businesses. All committee and ordinary meetings of council can be viewed on Ipswich City Council's YouTube channel and meeting agendas and minutes are available on council's website. And just briefly, for the school holidays, kids can design and build their very own flying creation to test in the wind tubes at Ipswich Art Gallery. Entry is free, but you do need to pre-book your spot online at ipswichartgallery.qld.gov.au. A reminder too that this year's Christmas Wonderland will be held again in Nirima Gardens from December 11 to 22. This year, because of COVID, the event is ticketed at $5 per person, $15 for a family of four or $20 for a family of five, with proceeds going to local charities. Book at ipswichfestivals.com.au Ipswich Today is supported by Kinetics people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. This podcast is also listener-supported. Please make a once-only gift or regular donation to help keep it online. Just go to ipswichtoday.com.au and click the Donate button at the bottom of the page. You can subscribe for free and share this podcast from your favourite app, including iHeartRadio, or play Ipswich Today from your smart speaker. Music is supplied by Purple Planet Music. This is Alan Roebuck. Thanks for listening. Enjoying Ipswich today? Please share the love on your socials.